Welcome to the Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. Okay, well, this is a special edition, surprise edition of the podcast. <laughs> um, I was sitting at my house and laying on the couch watching some type of Spanish cartoon, and our friends came over the cap offs, and Kelsey and I started talking, and I'm in the middle of this kind of a weird flare of some autoimmune stuff so we started talking about like pain and blah 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 blah. and I was like forget it let's just let's just take this conversation down to the trailer mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can dialogue about this together because it became started becoming something like a little bit more interesting coming bigger than where I thought it was gonna go so um I'm here with Kelsey oh yeah <laughs> um and the reason I wanted to have this talk maybe here and now is because I have felt recently a sense of sharing from the other side versus sharing from the middle. And when I was thinking about that, I, with this pain, um, this autoimmune thingy that's going on, I thought, oh, when I'm better, I can reflect on it. Mm. But there's such a difference of saying, why don't we just right now in the middle capture what's happening now and what it's like now versus once we tie it all up with a bow. Yeah. Yeah, I think some of the listeners probably are wondering, well, what kind of pain? What do you mean, Elise? What are you sitting in? Yeah. So I think that might be a good place to start. It's okay. just what, maybe describing some of the pain that you're feeling and what's been going on in your body this past week. It, that's, okay. So I, at 16, I got diagnosed with fibromyalgia, which I think is a word we hear. I hear a lot and immediately rejected as soon as it was given to me partially because the treatment was like opiates and and I was like and at that point I'm like well I'm 16 like I can't live the rest of my life on that um and then I have transverse myelitis which is another like it's an autoimmune disorder in my of my neurological system uh, that causes paralyzation and so I feel like that tends to get a little bit more like airtime in my life because I have to be careful because that's a little more serious obviously but the pain I have right now is, like, it's the feeling of being able to, like, simultaneously feel all of my bones at one time and to feel, like, the pressure of them trying to push out of my skin. Like, that's what mm. I, it's like an awareness that you can't turn off. Like, I, you, I can't not feel them. Yeah. And then the mental fatigue or, like, exhaustion, I think, that comes from it not being able to stop experiencing all of that. Um, so yeah. that's what I feel like this, that's the pain that I have right now is extreme like fatigue and it's just like, an, it's a very like mm, clawing, persistent pain. Yeah. So how does that pain that you're sitting in every day now for a while yeah. affect your ability to think 
and process and be present. <laughs> yeah, I'm distracted. I'm like super distracted. I feel like words drop out of sentences when I'm in the middle of like, of like trying to say them. Um, yeah. It, I think, is thwarting to my person because I want to be. I don't think I want. I am a very present person. Mm-hmm. But I think the catch for me is that it's easier for me to be present with someone else's stuff than my own, mm-hmm. right? And so with yeah. this, I can't turn off my own stuff right now, so it's hard for me to attend to what other people are going through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you mentioned that, you know, it's hard for you at times to kind of pay attention to your own needs. So 100%. what has it been like then with something as in your face as physical pain that you really, you can't Can. ignore. Yeah. So what is that like for you? Yeah. That's such a good distinction, Kelsey, because like, I, and this lady, okay, what is it like for me? Yeah. Um, it's really fucking humbling. <laughs> That's what it is. It's really, it, it almost feels like physical pain letting other people help me. That's how mm. it feels. Like my whole self fights against not being strong enough to do it all by myself. And that's yeah. it. I mean, so my like wonderful in-laws yesterday, I was, I was going to go to a doctor's appointment and my father-in-law was like, why don't you just come home afterwards and go to my house and just sleep? And I wanted that so badly, but it was, I like didn't want to accept it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I can accept that. I feel like I'm letting myself off the hook. Like, and wasn't going to give myself permission to like just sleep, which is what I so desperately needed. I'm in all this conflict, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, okay, that'd be so great, thank you so much, like, I do need that, and to allow that in, as small as that may sound, was a giant deal to give myself permission to not have to fight so hard, or yeah. struggle to man at all, Yeah. Um, and at the end of the night, like, so then they stayed all day, watched all my three... <laughs> very like in need children (laughs) and and like someone dropped off dinner so Mm. we're eating dinner and then they put all the kids to bed and then my mother-in-law texts me and just says okay everybody's in bed we're gonna go home now and I said oh my thank you like I felt like apologetic Mm, you know like but I just said thank you so much I appreciate it and then she texts me back and she's like at least like Like, it's no problem. We love you. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. And it, like... Like, pierced me. Like, that thought of... Like, it wasn't out of duty or obligation. It wasn't, like, out of proximity. It was, like, we love you. And to accept a gift of service out of a place of love rather than should... Again, I don't know if it, it was um, piercing. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so, you know, interesting as a friend who, like, sees you and knows yeah. you so well. Yeah. And sees that, you know, it flows out of you to love people in that way. It's so easy for you to give of yourself and to selflessly love people, not out of duty, but out of a genuine like yeah. privilege yeah. so it's so you know it's just interesting that 
as easy as it could be for us to do something yes. to receive it on the other end could be like you said almost excruciating oh yeah I suck at it like I'm really it's a I'm poor in its practice and I, and I know we, we talk a lot about the Enneagram like Mm-hmm. ourselves about that so Kelsey and I are both twos um, <laughs> so this is why we sit and preach talk, <laughs> talk about our feelings and that we're doing and process the shit everything. out of everything because that's how we do um, but I look at that number specifically in that regard and I think I was a my childhood fostered It was very natural for me to absorb that role of the two because there was so much Mm -hmm. need in my family and so much reinforcement to come to everyone's rescue. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like that didn't get better because when you go to church as a two, then everyone will use you. Yep. Because if you want to give of yourself freely, what what better Christian is that? So mm. then I feel like there was an unhealthy reinforcement of giving yeah. of yourself is godly. Mm. And it is. But not in... It's just like That's like a layered statement. It is. That is godly. Yeah. But not at the expense of my own literal oh, physical yeah, yeah. well-being or spiritual well-being or whatever. Yeah, totally. And then being a therapist, feeling like, oh, what, the, how, what a perfect place, what a safe place to exist I have no problem. I'll help all your problem. Mm. I'll have no need. You have all the need. Mm-hmm. And then being a mom and a wife. Shit. Right? Tiring. I was, when I had... when That's why I think Enneagram is like wrecking me a little bit. Because I'm like, I can't not look at it. The imbalance. Yeah. And the danger of the two and what that could look like in an unhealthy way and then how do I can I redeem that so that I can still do what I love yeah yeah it's interesting you mentioned the church because I feel like you know those who serve more can almost be idolized yep and so it's like this subconscious that we can have where you know this it's good yeah all the doing it's good it's working I'm serving my kids I'm working for my family I'm taking the night calls. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, doing it all for the sake of others. And then all of a sudden, can't do anything at all. Well, in the language that, like, backs that up with, like, die to yourself. Like, there's all yeah. of these, like, um, cut and pasted, like, scripture to support the um, overuse of the people that are giving so much. Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah. So something you said, or even just maybe less of what you said, but how you responded, the look in your eyes to when you were talking about Dan and Idris Mm -hmm. yesterday and how they, you know, were supportive of you. Um, I want to hear about like the flip side. So I know that receiving, you know, Mm -hmm. someone else's service can be excruciating (laughs) and hard for you, but I also saw like the tears in your eyes and the gratefulness. So as much as it is, like, a hard act, how has it been transformative yeah. for you to actually accept help? Yeah, um, that's really gnarly. That's a good question. Um, I, when I feel that emotion, because I do, I feel, I feel, like, tearful, it feels like there's a primal feeling of, 
I want to need somebody in that way, and then when somebody is shows up in that way, can I allow myself to have that attachment? Because I don't feel like I had that opportunity growing up. Mm-hmm. Like that I have a need. I need you to see me, help me, care for me, because I'm a child. And then, again, I'm not intellectually processing that as a kid, but somehow that's communicated that it's not safe to have needs, that no one's going to meet them. And so there is still like that old echo of a little girl who's like, but I, I need someone to help me. I, this is too big for me. I need you to care for me. Yeah. And not because I'm like, like, it, like, like it's a burden. Right. But like, it's like a parent, like a, like a healthy parent would be able to meet my needs. And so with Dan and Idris, it's been, and has always been like such an intensely like restorative experience to watch how they are so genuinely like welcoming or inclusive just to be like like be out of love I mean it's yeah. oh man it's I talked about this a couple episodes ago but like I feel like I'm like I don't even know what to do with that I don't even know where to hold that yeah and so trying to like find a place in myself to store that and keep it there like paste it up on that wall and say no that's true like they love me um they'll show up It's emotional yeah. for me to let people in like that in my weakness, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how necessary is that? Oh. <laughs> is that a leading question? <laughs> like, is, you know? It's, are you kidding? It's the most necessary. Like, mm-hmm. the way that it, like, hey, here's what I noticed. I feel like it's like this. When I feel what's breaking, because I feel like I'm being broken when I accept that, the only thing that's breaking is, like, my stubborn pride. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's a, it's a callus around myself, a protection, yeah. a shield, maybe. And I watch that picture, because when I feel like I'm breaking to have to accept that, the only thing that's breaking is, like, is crap. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it's just crumbling away. Because when I have... That has to get broken for me to accept their help. Then they say they love me. Then I experience restoration and intimacy and safety and all the things I'm actually looking for. Yeah. Because the thing that was separating us, like, that hardness or whatever, yeah. is gone now. So there's yeah. like, you know? So, yeah. yeah. How necessary is it? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to be in an actual relationship with people? <laughs> Super yeah. necessary. Yeah. No, yeah. it's like, it's funny because it's like, I think mentally, like, I think most people know the answer to that question, but it's like, how freaking hard is it to, for a lot of us to accept that and to like put away the stubbornness and the pride and the like, I can do all things, you know? Oh, for sure. Or, frick. I think I get stuck in the cycle of, I've done harder than this. Mm, Yeah. I'm like, I had to endure my childhood. I had to like lose my brother. I've had to be, par- I don't know, paralyzed. There's things where I'm like, this doesn't mm, count. Yeah. You know? Yeah, belittling your mm-hmm. own pain. Totally. Yeah. Like, I don't need help today. Maybe I'll really, really need help. That's when I'll use it. You mm-hmm. know? Like, something like that. Yeah. So. So, in yeah. midst of um, just dealing with this physical mm-hmm. pain, I'm curious, like, what do you think the correlations between your mm. physical state and emotional state Oh, good. Are in this. Yeah. You know? This is, it's, it's the irony of you coming over the, today, too. It was, like, perfect timing because I, what I was planning on talking about 
this weekend was what do we do with pain we can't see and how do we express it? Because if Mm -hmm. I would have broken my leg this week, I would have 100% accepted help. I wouldn't even yeah, thought yeah. about it. I'd be like, right. look at my wound. Right. Look at my cast. Oh, boo-hoo. I need some help. Perfect. I'm going to read my books or I'm going to, like, take a load off. Like, because everyone can see this pain. Totally. But with an autoimmune disorder or with emotional pain or psychological or spiritual pain, no one can see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I know I, like, am, like, in slow-mo and, like, look like shit right now, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> you, you can see things you're sitting in front of me that I don't feel good. But with emotional pain that you can't see, I think that there's an extended form of loneliness that comes with it. Because if I don't mm. voice it, mm-hmm. then it's really mine alone to bear. Yep. So now I'm in charge of letting other people decide who's going to get to see that pain. Well, well, why would I ever use my voice to do that? Yeah. Right? Oh, It's such a weird yeah. uh, relationship to invisible pain. Yeah. So at what point is it right to reach out, you know? At every point, she says. <laughs> <laughs> to herself. <laughs> um, the way, like, this is the part that is, like, when I feel like I'm still so in process is when I catch myself like this. When I'm, like... I know this. Mm-hmm. I know it. I know yeah. it in every form and fashion. I know this exhaustion, like, and and what I've been doing and not doing for myself is, and you know, and I'm like, damn it, Elias, like, what are you doing? And so it's a wake up call with that. So at what point do you ask for help? Like, I think for me, it's not even. It's before that. If there's a preventative yeah. thing, you mm-hmm. know. And give myself permission to be a human being and, and also permission to be in pain. Like, I don't like acknowledging that I hurt because I feel like people can't do anything about it. Like, you can't, like, you, no one can actually solve my physical right. pain. I mean, my husband can't. So then he's like, well, how do I, why don't you tell me? I'm like, there's nothing you can do. So what am I going to do? Just sit here and whine? Mm. And then he's like, well, I would like, no, and I could be there with you or I could. Right. Do this or that. I'm like, yes, yeah, you're you. right. I need to let I need to be I need to let you in or communicate it, without it feeling like whining. It's just communication. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, because um, we've like as we've done a bunch of research about the two. Yeah. And how. You know the two's fear is being needy, like oh. not wanting mm-hmm. to come across as mm-hmm. having needs, but at the same time the two can have very deep needs as far as, like, connecting emotionally, connecting relationally, connecting intellectually, spiritually, physically, all Mm -hmm, of it. mm -hmm. There's such strong desires. For connection like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so there are these deep needs of our soul to connect, but then at the same time, there's this huge fear of Of being too much. Yeah. Yeah. So balancing those two, and I mean... Yeah. Man. And I think right now, which is why I'm not surprised this is coming up, is there's a giant, like, subset of, I'm, like, I'm the primary breadwinner for our family right now. Mm -hmm. I feel the pressure of mom. I feel the pressure of wife. I feel like, I feel the pressure to be the one that's kind of holding the whole thing together. Mm -hmm. That when I've been able to play 
a side role, like, then I feel less pressure. Like, but with Jesse's job switch, it's like, okay, like, there's just more resting on my shoulders than ever before. And so I think that there's, in the background, like, that sense, that fear of, like, don't let a ball drop. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that is the psychological, mm. like, behind-the-scenes brain work that's going on that will lead to, like, that physical decomposition. Cause I, because I can't hold it all. Yeah. No. And being able to accept that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So... You're in physical pain. Yeah. Been in physical pain. I'm in physical pain more days of the month than not. Like, most of my time. The, the I feel like there's times where I make peace with that, but I think the part that freaks me out is when I feel like I can't feel my legs. <laughs> yeah. And it's not... Yeah. Like, this isn't a, a small headache. This yeah. is, like, debilitating... Yeah. So how do you live? You know, I'm just wondering, like, how... Because you, you know, how do you work, be a mom, be a wife, when you're in such intense physical pain every day? I, that's a... It's hard for me to even accept that. uh, Because that's, you know, like, I'm even like, damn, like, if I'm hearing that, if you're saying that to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like... But it's different when I'm, I feel like in my own self, I go to like this super strategic, like life hack type of, like, how do I do that? Okay. I seek water so I can float because that's super helpful. Like there's certain things I Mm -hmm. literally do. I seek out that I know will take some of that edge off, like some of that pain off. Um, I think that that like Buddhist philosophy of like accepting that pain rather than fighting against it or shaming mm. it. Like that's mm-hmm. been very helpful. Like I'll, yeah. like just med- through meditation or genuinely the idea of, of acceptance rather than, um, it's like that dogged race of this won't beat me. Like I don't feel that way towards this. I okay. feel like yeah. I'm trying to make a relationship with my pain as my teacher and to have compassion rather than, to have it be something I have to fight or overcome. Like, yeah. I don't use that language when I think about my relationship to pain. Okay. So, if pain is your teacher in this season, mm-hmm. what is it teaching you? Um, hmm. I feel like it's an ex- acceptance of, like, other people's generosity. Mm-hmm. So, I'll tell you the reason that took me a second, and I feel like the first time that I had transverse myelitis, the first um, lesson that I feel like I was being taught was acceptance of myself, like that if I never got up from mm-hmm. this wheelchair, that like God would already like be pleased with me, that I didn't need to do something to earn that love. If I never got up, if I never walked, if I never did all these great things I had planned to do, that I would be enough. Yeah. Like, and to yeah. take that lesson in, not in an intellectual way, but in a, like, I know it in my core, in my bones, that I feel this love that, regardless if I ever walk, it's not about my production. It's just about just me, just being here. I'm an object of his affection, period. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that lesson got worked into me 
in such an intense way that first yeah. time I was paralyzed. Um, I've been, and then I was paralyzed again after that. And then I, when I broke my back with Judah mm-hmm. and then Gosh. it's like, I know it's such a bizarre deal. Um, but this, this kind of go around is that feeling of at least like you have come through like this form of like self-acceptance and, and, you know, but that's still me being alone. Mm. So mm-hmm. what if the next layer is I don't have to be alone in that suffering? Like, so it feels like there's a widening yeah. of that teaching. Yeah. So. Heavy. It is heavy. It is heavy. Because even though it's physical, it's spiritual. Yeah. You know, and emotional. Mm-hmm. You know, because it brings up all the times I've felt in pain or felt alone and in pain. Yeah. And... So then I, I guess the way that I see those things now is I, again, I come back to that place of like, okay, I imagine like them all showing up in my hands and like me getting to like see them or like sift through them and like just welcome them all forward. Like, okay, if I'm feeling in pain, then like, then, then bring it forth. All the memories, like, and I'm going to, if I can collectively hold them and like, and care for them, like, 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 soothe them, soothe those memories, or soothe those versions of myself that were alone and in pain, like, to speak, like, words of, like, kindness, or whatever it is that I feel like those things were bringing up, like, then there, it feels like there's, like, a, a, a healing, room for healing that can happen that is historical and more than what is attached to this, this present moment, or yeah. the present pain. Yeah. Wow, that's hard. That's really hard. Yeah, I feel like... I don't know if this is a part of the two, or maybe just part of, you know, our personalities, but I feel like with all the dreams and all the stuff to do, and all the life to live, and all the, like, incredible kids to raise, and (laughs) wonderful marriage to have, and all the, like, just all the... Maximize all the dreams. Oh my gosh, like, all the, all the big dreams, it's like, when something like this happens, it's like, well, shit, like, Mm -hmm. but there's all all this stuff, all this life to be lived, and, and so being willing to, like, confront the pain, and allow it to be... And, and sit in it and sift through it and learn from it and mm-hmm. it's like my insides are oh it's like that's hard wrestling it's, against yeah it's hard things. because there's already not enough time to yeah you know accomplish all the wonderful beautiful mm-hmm. things yeah but to understand there. like even as you're talking that you know what if the pain can make all those things more rich yeah. and more beautiful and more wonderful it takes it, I feel like it, what is happening is it takes the things and it makes them internal, like an internal reality. Because, like, that's, and I don't know if, again, I, I don't know if it's, that's Enneagram-related, personality-related, experience-related, or what, but it's, um, with, in being paralyzed, I don't have a choice. Do you know, yeah. Like, I, and, maybe I do, I guess that's not true. I guess I do. I could, I could choose to deal with these things a different way, but I see the opportunity and I feel like a spiritual like presence communicating to me these lessons which I'm sure makes me sound makes me sound schizophrenic but that's cool um (laughs) it's I do want all those things like I want all of the all of the life all of it right now 
But if I only have it in achievement and like don't have that internal reality of like God's pleasure, then I don't really have anything. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's the lesson is that all the, the, all the like things I want and I'm like hungry for, like all the things I like want to go after and like pursue, sometimes I feel like it's like I have to like take a bended knee before before that opening of like that next season to be like but god but god right but like solo gloria like but like still god first still god's glory still that first because otherwise right otherwise what just like just a a book or just a speaking engagement or just a this like it will literally be dust if i don't have the original like prize yeah so that's what I feel like right now yeah I feel like what you just described is freedom you know mm-hmm. like complete freedom yeah in midst of all the yeah. desires and all the dreams and all the because mm-hmm. if it is just that then it is kind of wearing but with that base that you just described it's like a deep breath yeah yeah. 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 I'm glad that we're talking about this today. Like, I think it... And I... Because I also feel so unguarded with you, it's good to have questions come and to be open to, like, the questions and, and the answers and the being seen. And I think it would have been so different if we would have talked about this even next week or you know, a month from now, you know, and it's like, it's good to do it, this kind of stuff in real time. Yeah. Yeah. It's vulnerable though. I feel like vulnerable. Mm Mm-hmm. Random, but I want to ask it anyway. Um, what do you, what was it like for you when you came over today? And like, like I can see me in pain. Yeah. Um, I love how the eyes can tell stories and Mm -hmm. the eyes can instantly kind of reveal what's going Mm -hmm. on inside Mm -hmm. so I think what sticks out to me is is walking in and looking in your eyes Mm -hmm. and just being able to pretty you know easily see that you are off not you know not fully yourself because Mm -hmm. of the pain um and I think just wanting to like be there for you in whatever way that you need you know yeah if that's just sitting and being silent if that's processing and coming in the trailer and Mm -hmm. talking if that's you know just looking at each other (laughs) I don't know in whatever way just like I think the initial response is like seeing your eyes and seeing where you're at and just wanting in any way to kind of support you Mm -hmm. however that looks you know I think it sucks to see people in pain. It does suck. You know, it, it, yeah, it sucks. Especially, like, you know, someone like you who's consistently just full of, like, passion and life and love and energy and to, like, walk in and see that drained a little bit, yeah. I think is, like, oh, like, totally. man, that's, it's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think it's real and it's life, and I think it's sobering. Mm. And it's good at the same mm. time. 
to see that, okay, cool, like, my crazy, intelligent, mm. awesome friend, <laughs> Elise, who always is full of life and full of passion, is also full of pain and, yeah. and yeah. deals with stuff just like all of us, you know? So is anything about, you know, this time around different? Because you have been here before. Mm-hmm. Well, the difference is the kids. I really haven't had, yeah. like, a, a big a biggie. Oh, no, that's not true. And I broke my back. But they were, like, not cognitive kids. Yeah. Then, you know what I mean? They were, Judah was three months and Isaac was 18 months. You know, it wasn't like which anyone. Which just insane. Which was like a zoo. No, this is... I think I'm different in it. Like, I, I always use the idea of the spiral mm-hmm. staircase of, like, of elevating, like, kind of, like, out of and through our stuff, even when it feels familiar. And, like, I I know two years ago I would not have accepted Dan's offer to go sleep at their apartment. I would have been like, no, I got it. I would have just, right. I would have, tr- like, been harsh with myself, muscled right. through. Yeah. And so I feel different about that now, too. Like, I, I'm, I'm more... I don't have as much pride. I, I, yeah. I, it's been it's breaking. I don't have a yeah. choice. I don't, I think I would choose to be more prideful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh um, man. Um, what I was thinking about in regards to pain this week was, um, when you have invisible pain, it is even more essential to communicate it because physical pain is more observable and people might come to your need because they see it. So. If you have invisible pain, psychological, emotional, spiritual, or otherwise, autoimmune-related, whatever it is, like, we have to learn to put words to it. Yeah. Um, and then the thing I was thinking about that was, is is being straightforward with it, not being, like, vague. Because I think that sometimes the pain can be confusing. Again, whatever form of pain it is, like, whatever, whatever way it's presenting. But I think it can be confusing... And so trying to be as specific about what you need as possible. Like, I need company. I need someone to make right. us dinner. Yeah. I need you to get me some water. I need um, to go to sleep right now. Like, just yeah. literally putting words to it. Because people might want to come and help and not know how. And so trying to be specific and straightforward about what the need is. Yeah. And then not making, not having lonely be your only friend in the midst of pain. Because I think that that, that, the pain is already like a dark passenger, you know? But I don't want to, like, invite lonely along. Yeah. Because then I feel like it, like I'm just shrouded and that there's, like, no way out. So I think it's hard enough to suffer, but to suffer alone feels like a whole other type of cruelty. So... Mm-hmm. choosing people that are safe enough to share your pain with that you can let in and not in like all the way in like like my in-laws and you and like and my husband yeah um the things i noticed this week with the kids blew my mind because i feel like i want it's complicated for them i don't want them to you know think oh mommy's sick you know that kind of stuff it like it's yeah. in my head a bit but this week, like, when, like, Judah would come in and be like, Mommy, are you still sick? I'm like, yeah, buddy. And then he like, I can watch them come forward in their own way. So, like, Judah would, like, is a physical presence type of person. He, like, he, like just put his hand on me, come over and give me a kiss. Um, Isaac 
is now playing Words with Friends, so he like, Mom, can we play that word game together? Like, he, like I'm, I'm noticing that what's being birthed in them is compassion. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Dude. Whoa. It's, <clears throat> it is so heavy. Like, how wow. else could my children, to give them, to give them even, like, the gift of compassion by yeah. them being able to turn their typical, like, Mom, give me a snack. Mom, I need water. Mom. To be like, like they're attending in a, and right now it's a healthy way, like, you know, like, yeah. to like to like, oh, mom has feelings too. Like mom is capable of being hurt too. Like, even though I don't see it, mommy's not feeling good. And to watch them like turn to serve or just show compassion, honestly, kindness. Yeah. Wow. Any last uh, thoughts? Well, just thank you for coming and doing this. I'm glad I'm for the opportunity and um and even like the risk of like and I feel like I use that word on purpose, like just to be able to be seen and allow somebody into like this part of me that feels super lethargic and crappy, um, and not having to have it all together. Yeah. You know? So thank you for being safe and I'm like available to to this conversation or to asking questions to being curious and supportive it's I just I receive you but I was like really thankful for you yeah and you know the depth of mm-hmm. what this means but it genuinely is like privilege mm. and it I see you I see all of you yeah. and I love you so much all of you So I'm thankful for this. Thanks for listening. To connect with me, suggest a topic for the show, or ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered, email me at elise at trailercast.com. E-L-Y-S-E at trailercast.com. You can also see more on the TrailerCast website or follow me on Instagram at TrailerCast, where you can watch the renovation of my vintage mobile office and see more from behind the scenes. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends. 